0: The best thing is, like, the more you drink them, better it gets.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Arvin, and I'm Ben.
2: And welcome to the new season of Flags and High Fives. That's right. Uh, We decided we probably covered everything we could with We Like to Podcast, and now instead we're going to be looking forward. That's right. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. Every episode, we're going to be
1: covering a completely different topic.
2: Each episode, we're going to be learning something or teaching each other something that we didn't know before. And if we don't happen to know it, we're going to invite somebody that we know who does know something about it. And this week, we decided we want to learn how to make cocktails. So we approached our friend James, who's probably the person we know who knows about cocktails best.
1: So we gathered up all our equipment, headed on over to James's place, and he taught us what's what about making cocktails.
2: What are some of the terms we're going to need to know right off the hop? I'm coming from it as a complete newbie. Yeah. You're gonna be using words I might not know. Is there any that come to the top of your head that you think I should know?
0: Sure, Uh, pretentious is a good one. Uh, A lot of people associate that with the cocktail. Cocktails came out of a world where people wanted to drink more and they were trying to drink things that they weren't ready for. So usually we're talking about sweetening something. And if you think about it, like, the vodka Red Bull you had is a cocktail, and that's what essentially people were trying to do back in the day. Like, you've probably heard of a rusty nail. Sure, sure. sure. It's basically a scotch with Drambuie, which is a, like a sweet scotch herbal liqueur. That's just what people were doing. So, that's a word you need to know, but we're going to throw it out. Right. But let's talk about more important ones. Um, jigger mm-hmm. is one. A jigger is just a measuring device. It's like the same as like you would have for measuring cups of whatever when you're cooking, but it's like smaller, it's like for ounces. Uh, God knows why that name came about, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, Outside of that, like you don't need to know most of these terms. Like there, most of the terms that were like around like ponies, like it was a, like a measure. Most of these have been shed off through time because they're ridiculous.
1: So with that under our belt, James told us how he got started and gave
2: us some ideas on how we could get started ourselves. He made sure to let us know that it doesn't necessarily take a huge investment and that you can probably improvise a lot of the equipment. I'm going to ask you, if you want to go back in the Wayback Machine a little bit and talk about Mm -hmm. when you first started. Like what kind of an investment was it then versus now?
0: So the best thing about cocktails when I started was it was just before they started getting popular again. Your parents probably have cocktail stuff that they've never used before. Right. So in that case, it was just as simple as like talking to my parents and asking for their old crap. Okay. And so the initial cost was almost zero. Right. In terms of gear. But even if like you don't have a parent that has old stuff, you can improvise. Like a uh, mason jar will be just fine. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I, I used a, like a um, like a pint glass for a long time for mixing, and like just a regular kitchen spoon. Um, but the fact of the matter is, like, it's a hobby where having access to many alcohols is advantageous. Like, the right. more you have, the more you can make. Okay. So in some ways, it's like like, like if you wanna like it's like catching Pokemon. <laughs> with, with liquor, right? Like you, you have it. Right. And so the, the, the consequence of that is it's not cheap in the long run. Right. So, you know. Like Pokemon. Like Pokemon, you <laughs> know. And to make it worse, like when you read certain cocktail books, they'll call for like highly specific ingredients. And sometimes once you acquire them, you're like, yes, that does matter that I had the weird French, China, China liqueur. And then right. other times you'll be like, no, you guys are totally off base. <laughs>
1: I definitely remember Pokemon being super expensive.
2: Now all I'm thinking about is drunk Pokemon with cocktails, which is really funny. It is really funny. James did eventually get some more of that fancy equipment, and depending on how much you get into mixing drinks, that might be something you want to do as well. But you'll have to figure out yourself what really matters. So after that, we moved on to making Negronis, but we were sidetracked a little bit
1: with asking some serious questions. What ingredients or alcohols really do mix best? And mm. So, mm-hmm. so if we're if I'm stocking things up and I don't have and I only want to buy a few things like what are, what ends up being like the most not necessarily bang for your buck but what are the ones that I'm gonna end up getting the most use out of?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, so, the definitively best liquor to buy is gin. Gin is so flexible. You can uh, like I think one of the easiest cocktails to make first is the Negroni. And why don't we, do you wanna make one right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Negroni is super easy. Negroni is only three ingredients. Okay. Gin, Campari, Sweet Vermouth. Now I know I have a lot here, I just wanted to kind of show you that there's a bunch. Okay. Uh, The most important thing is that you have a Sweet Vermouth and like, yes, the quality does matter in this particular cocktail, but this one here, Bosca, is kind of available and so is Dolan. Your parents probably have the uh, martini brand vermouth. Okay, wait, before we go any further, we got three glasses. Anything special with the glasses? Hell no. Okay,
2: you got another container there. Anything special with the container?
0: This is a mixing vessel. We're gonna use uh, just a regular cocktail mixing vessel. You could use a pint glass like I used to use in the past, but I got this and we're gonna use it. Perfect. So, all cocktails start with ice. Okay. Um, ice was actually an American revolution in cocktails. Before that, they were all room temperature. So, what's cool about ice is that it also, it, it should remind you about the most important things about cooking. So, all cooking is temperature, time, pressure, right? And for us, we're gonna use room pressure, and we're gonna use ice to chill things, and dilute things. In the case of a uh, Negroni, dilution's not that important, but temperature is. Okay, so here we go. We're going uh, to use Bosca because I'm almost done. <laughs> okay. okay, so the best part about the Negroni is its simplicity. But in its simplicity is this like, incredible bouquet of flavor. I was saying earlier I wasn't going to give you precise measurements because it does not matter. Right. The most important thing is that they're equal parts of each. So we're going to start with our Campari. I love the color. It's beautiful and red. Made with bugs! It's made with bugs! So uh, in this case I'm going to do an ounce because we're going to make a three ounce drink and split it three ways. Uh, so an ounce of Campari. I got my, my gin. Don't spend too much money on the gin for this one. Uh, the Campari is going to dominate. Lastly, a little bit of sweet vermouth. Same What, what is sweet vermouth? Sweet vermouth. Okay. So vermouth, all vermouths are... A wine-based liqueur. They have bittering agents and herbs and sugar in them. But you can get a vermouth from just about any liquor store. Um, the, Martini liquor st- uh, sorry, the Martini vermouth is really widely available. Not particularly good, to be perfectly honest, but still quite good. This one, Bosca, is pretty okay. I think my favorite bang for the buck is Dolan. Basically, it all comes out of a place of like Like most European cooking, like let's not waste what we have. So like you take crappy wine and add sugar and herbs and then you can make it more palatable.
2: I had no idea what sweet vermouth was, but to be fair, I didn't really know what vermouth was. Yeah, that's fair. I'm ashamed to admit I also did not know what sweet vermouth was.
1: Uh, but one cool tidbit that James did mention is that he actually recommended Beefeater
2: as his gin of choice. Which is kind of cool because that's a alcohol that's kind of available everywhere and it's not that expensive. Exactly. So next we got into some fun stuff. Trying out the techniques in action. Yeah, we actually got to try our hand at making some of the drinks, and those techniques were harder than they seemed.
0: Here's, here's the part most people get tripped up on the first time they make a cocktail, but I'm here to tell you it doesn't matter that much as how to stir. So, what you're trying to do with a uh, stirred cocktail is not only cool it down and dilute it a little bit, but you don't want to agitate it too much. So when you're shaking it around like this, you're getting a lot of air in it, and your cocktail won't be as pretty. That's literally the only reason. When you get your stirring down more smooth like this, it'll be just as cold as the other version, but it'll be slightly prettier. So we're going to decant these. Uh, this is called a Hawthorne strainer.
1: So the Hawthorne is essentially the circular. Yeah. strainer that has like, like it looks spring. like a spring, inside a spring. Of it, and the yeah. spring kind of keeps it attached to yeah the... so
0: like if when i put it in it stays tight and uh, that
1: and, and as you mentioned before that'll actually catch even on a pint glass yeah
0: okay um and then i just have a regular strainer this is called double straining uh i'm using a really big piece of ice in here so it doesn't matter but if you're using smaller pieces you want to make sure that ice exactly. doesn't get
1: into your drink
0: yeah, for, like for most drinks you don't want that. There is exceptions always with mm-hmm. any rule. So let's, uh, let's decant. I'm just going to... Lastly, we're going to take a Y peeler and take a little piece of lemon rind and squeezing it just a little bit.
1: So what you, you essentially take a piece that's about uh, one inch by three inch, two inches, two and a half inches, yep. and then it's really just the rind and then yeah. you're kind of almost you're folding it in half yeah just
0: gently and some of the oils in the rind escape the zest and then, and,
1: and so is it about right, is it about d- like essentially dusting the the top layer, yeah right? exactly it's a great way to put it and, and and then wiping it on the rim of the glass itself
0: yeah so the point of that is just to give you a little bit more flavor so uh, like obviously, when you stick your nose in this, it's going to to its, it's very aromatic, yeah. It's, 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 it's lemon, it's, right? It's a nice counterpoint to like the sweetie sweet herbalness that you'll get out of the the sweet vermouth, and then the bitter rhubarb kind of vegetal qualities of the Campari.
2: Arvin, you got pretty specific about lemons and rinds and that whole deal. I mean, what can I say? I like lemons. Fair enough. Uh, And to be honest, it really got to the heart of what was happening. You know, you painted a word picture.
1: You know what I also liked? James reminding us that not being perfect and not doing well is actually not a big deal when it comes to cocktails. I mean, stirring was super hard, way
2: harder than I expected. And, you know, I thought I knew, but clearly I was wrong all these years. Yeah, that was pretty crazy how making just how you stir makes such a big difference. But after that, we finally got to start tasting the fruits of our labor. Um, thank you very much, James. No I'm
0: excited to try it. Here we go. Sweet. There's a lot of bitter. There's a lot of bitter. Yeah, I like it. You know. The best thing is, like, the more you drink them, the better it gets. More. Yeah. No. The,
1: this, this, to me, I've had a decent amount of Negronis that I have drank. <laughs> but, but not that I've made And yeah, this 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 is exactly
2: like what I remember This is my first yeah. Negroni And uh, I like the bitter Good I mean, I I'm a guy who likes bitter I'm a coffee guy, we're coffee yeah. guys yeah. Which Ivan is not And I'm going to never let him live at that <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm enjoying the taste
0: Yeah, it, I'm actually kind of impressed that you do like it I mean, it's not I, It's kind of a hard place to start for cocktails Like most people like to go in with uh, sweet cocktails first, but I should have known that you'd be into this. Favorite food is pickles.
1: I love how what we made was really a template to build more things. We got to to switch out ingredients like, you know, like building Lego or a Mr. Potato Head.
2: Yeah, something as simple as swapping in bourbon ended up leading to a whole bunch more drinks. Yeah, and those drinks are what we cover next, where we talk about the Manhattan and the old-fashioned. And just to point out, by this point, we had had a few drinks.
0: So we were talking about uh, Bang for the Buck earlier. Something really cool is the negroni is a template what you could do is uh you probably have tequila at home you can make a tugroni okay uh so a tugroni is just simply a negroni with tequila instead of gin instead of gin okay so okay so we're counting now that's uh that's four ingredients we've mentioned in at least two different cocktails mm-hmm. right using uh these same ingredients if we add one more bourbon now we can make a lot more cocktails like mm-hmm. six or seven so so not specifically a burroni but you okay <laughs> so if you use bourbon instead of gin you have a called a Boulevardier. now if you take a the campari and double the bourbon in the ratio so you have two ounces of bourbon one ounce of vermouth and now we go back to our buddy angostura now you have a manhattan so manhattan is definitely like in the same vein right it's the one of the easiest cocktails to remember outside of the Negroni, and their area code is two one two. Okay. Okay. So you have to just remember two one two. So what is it? Two parts. Two parts.
1: Sorry, to the audio. Yeah. Two parts.
0: Two parts bourbon, one part sweet vermouth, two dashes of Angus bitters. Uh, I see. So we can see with just a few ingredients, you've already started to open things up a bit. That's and great.
2: Yeah. yeah. But to me, as again, as someone who doesn't drink a lot, I don't have a lot of alcohol. Yeah. If I can buy a bottle of this, a bottle of this bitter, yeah, and then like these two or three alcohols, now I have a slew of different drinks. I can make Without a huge investment.
0: Exactly, and the best thing is like, we've just only talked about li- liquors so far that you can buy to make uh, cocktails. So with our with sugar, we can we can apply another template the old-fashioned. We could make a gin old-fashioned, we can make a tequila old-fashioned. They all follow the same thing and the first step is always sugar. Uh, I'm using a bar spoon here. Um, you have to kind of get a feel for it. Um, my bar spoon's kind of small. I know I need two. Uh, t- to my mind, this is the hardest part about mastering the old-fashioned is figuring out how much sugar you need. The second part is, when you first look this up online, or in a book, everyone says, we're gonna go back to our friend Angus Bitters here. Uh, There we go. (laughs) Everyone says two dashes. Okay. Um, The answer is five. Five! Five. So So you're blowing it out of the water. Five. Uh, So we put five in. Um, We're gonna cheat, because We want to make the best Old Fashioned you've ever had. We're going to use black walnut bitters. We're going to put a single dash in because this guy is strong. So not only are you
2: going to make the best Old Fashioned I've ever had, you're going to make the second Old Fashioned I've ever had. Yeah,
0: I don't know whose you had before, but it sucks compared to what you're about to have. So uh, you have this nice little sludge pile in here of like sugar and bitters. You Take your spoon, just kind of... Break up the sugar a bit so you don't have any chunks. Would this technique be called stirring? It would be indeed called stirring, then. <laughs> so, we've got our bitter sugar mixture in there. I'm gonna put our ice chunk in there. Uh, next, Wild Turkey 101 best value bourbon on the market. I don't care who says otherwise. Other thing that the uh, recipes online will tell you is two ounces they are also wrong the answer is three ounces all right
2: what we're learning today mm-hmm. is maybe start with what you've learned online but you got to perfect it yourself
0: absolutely like i've definitely spent a fair bit of time with this one trying to get it right all right let's take a quick look at it because we're not going to do the 10 minute stir so you can see like there's still some sugar at the bottom See, so kind of below the ice.
2: In the, yeah, okay, because I was going right. around.
0: But you know what? We'd be here all night, and we're just not going to do that. Sure. Because uh, we got a drink to drink. Hell yeah! <clears throat> so, you want to try the uh, lemon too? Squeeze and roll. Squeeze. You'll kind of feel it. Squeeze and roll. Yeah. So I'm just looking for like the spritz. Yeah, that just a comes. little
2: bit. So, I feel like I got this down. I mean, I don't know. I feel I did, like I could take it. Great. Here. So I just put a little.
0: <laughs> Slicing there, so it's like like two little pants. You first. Oh, we're all sipping it out of the same glass. Yeah, sorry. Right. We're gonna we're gonna be cooties. But I hope
2: you guys like the mystery disease.
1: <laughs> Before we wrapped up, we asked James why he likes mixing drinks and how he learned all these super skills. Like,
2: what do you what do you like about mixing drinks? I mean, we kind of talked about a little bit of this, but I'm I'm curious.
0: Like, what what do you what do you get yeah, out of? it? sure. Uh, I like I like entertaining in general. So it's kind of nice to put together something which is relatively simple, see a nice reaction out of somebody enjoying something that you made and uh, I also like the, uh, like like with any sort of like cooking or baking hobby there's like the infinite combinations and like sometimes you try things that on paper you read them and you're like there's no way this is going to work out and then you have them and you're like oh my god like it's shocking
2: so from that point on we got more and more drunk and we did end up paying for it the next day but we did have a lot of fun that night it's true and we learned a lot too like for instance about uh, how glassware
1: really doesn't matter when it comes to cocktails right but ice actually does matter I also liked finally understanding the difference between vermouth, sweet vermouth, bitters, like all these things, like just really getting a good definition of what they are.
2: Yeah, and how there's so many different varieties and how subtly they can change a drink.
1: Yeah. And speaking of changing drinks, how something as simple as decanting, which you do with wine, also plays a part in cocktail making.
2: Right. How James told us you can end up making uh, large quantities of a specific drink if you want to serve that to a bunch of people rather than making one at a time. The whole interview is like an hour and a half and it's filled with a bunch of nonsense. So sadly, we couldn't fit in everything that we wanted. Otherwise, this podcast would be even longer. Yeah, but I
1: mean, if people are interested, maybe we can make it available in the future. Sure. Yeah. I think there's also some video content too. So we could try to splice that together if, you know, we've ever find time to do something like that. Oh, God, I forgot we did a video of all of this. <laughs>
2: Oh no. That's right. There's evidence more than just audio. So with some basic knowledge and some key tools, it's really not that difficult to learn a whole variety of drinks. Many drinks are really just slight variations on each other, which makes a wide
1: variety of drinks accessible with slight changes. So that being said, Ben, did you
2: learn it and have you tried it? Um, I, I have not tried it. Uh, I have dipped in a little bit to some of the excellent tequila that you bought me as congratulation gifts for my books coming out but as far as mixing them i haven't but i i have to say i'm a lot less intimidated than i was before we talked to james i mean i i'm gonna have to see what my parents have and what they aren't using anymore And I'm also going to have to get that recipe for that tequila drink that he mentioned. It was delicious. Yeah,
1: it's true. Uh, It was
2: delicious. (laughs) So Arvin, did you learn it and have you tried it?
1: Learned it, I would say I probably have just because I've been editing this episode. And so the audio just kind of keeps coming back to me. But I did try and make one cocktail that wasn't... One that James showed us how to make, and it's one of my actual favorites, called a dork, a, ugh, a dork and stormy, a dark yes! and stormy.
2: <laughs> you are a dork.
1: That was delightful. I never really learned how to make it before, so I looked it up and tried making it with the ingredients that I had. It turned out okay, but I think what it inspired me to do is go out and buy some better ingredients because it really didn't taste like what I had uh, enjoyed about it. So uh, so yeah, I think that it, it gave me the confidence to fail and uh, keep going.
2: So we want to end off the show by making sure to thank James for inviting us into his home and letting us raid his liquor cabinet
1: and for demystifying the art of mixing cocktails
2: this episode was edited by me Arvind Singla and produced by Arvind Singla and Ben Van Dongen in conjunction with Adventure Worlds Media and what are you calling yourselves Arvind Singla Productions no just just me I'm just, I'm just one guy For more information, go to flagsandhighfives.com or find Flags and High Fives on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Where we promise we post sometimes. Sometimes. We'll do better this year. Uh, You can visit
1: my page at arvinsingla.com where you can find technical articles and projects.
2: And you can find my page at benvandongen.com where I do weekly blog posts and where you can get links to my books. Two new books are available, All These Crooked Streets and The Thinking Machine. Be sure to subscribe to Flags and High Fives newsletter for more information about
1: this episode, a behind the scenes look, and for this episode, the recipes carefully stolen from James when he least expected it.